Momentum for leadership. We're learning from the greatest leader who ever lived. And that's the man Moses. Nobody, nobody was the leader that Moses was. Now, I know Jesus. We're, not, we're talking about men, not God men. We're talking about just men, okay? Here we go, all right? But Moses, and we learned some serious things. That he, he started out in the, you know, started out in a little basket on a river, remember? And uh, then went to the palace there in Egypt. And so he had all that training. But uh, we see that Moses did. That's not how he became the great leader, his training there. He really got his training on the backside of the desert. He got his training uh, during hard times and tough times. And that's what I contend. I think most things, almost if not all things I've learned in my life, the valuable things have been through pain, pain, hard times. Amen? Instead of whining your way through it, work your way through it. Pray your way through it. You know, humble yourself through it. Whatever, but get through it. And don't be the same when you get on the other side. Ask God to make me different. Help me be different than what I was before. And God will bless you. So let's go now. Let's look. Let's look at this message today. Mo's mantle. What does that mean? Passing on leadership. Here's this man. He's getting on up there now. And he's fixing to pass on some leadership. Now, if you know your Bible, you'll know some crazy stuff happens. And we're just going to start unpacking it. Let's see what we can find, Raj. After the miraculous exodus from the land and hand of the Egyptians, Moses led the children of Israel through the wilderness for how many years? Forty years. That's crazy. That's why he's the greatest leader of all time. Two million Israelites. Are you kidding me? So he got them. They left Egypt and then he goes to the Red Sea and then he's got them for 40 years. This is a man you can learn from. Trust me. Amen? Now most of the older generation had died. Because of a lack of what? Say it with me. You don't believe in that faith, do you? Well, I sure do. I want to live, man. I want to make it. That's what I want to do in my life. You need faith. We see this whole generation died in the wilderness because they had a lack of faith and a trust in God. We're going to just briefly look at it because we need to. They failed to take the promised land. God said, I'm giving you a land. He promised it to their forefathers. And you're going to get this land, the promised land. And Joshua and Caleb, two of the two million, but they were part of a group of spies that went out and spied the land. And two of them said, we can do it, man. But of course, the ten voted them down. You hear me? Yes or no? Come on. Hey, the numbers always don't really need to add up. Sometimes the numbers, there'll be more weak people than there will be strong people. There'll be more people that don't have faith than there are the people that do have faith. Amen? In this situation, only two of them. And they, they, the, the congregation of the Israelites, the people, they believed the bad report of the ten, the bad report that says, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, instead of the good report of the two. And so this is what's been happening here. Let's look at some Scripture. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses. He said, let us go up at once. We can do this. Let's take the land. God promised to us we could do it. We're well able to overcome. We can do this thing. Doesn't that sound good? But the men that went up with him, we be not able to go up against the people. They're stronger than we are. We can't do it. And they brought up, look what God calls this. They brought up an evil report. You ever think sometimes when you say you can't that God says you're evil? 
when you lack the faith or you whine, you ever think maybe Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit are going, you know what? Boy, that's evil. Sometimes we think evil is this sin, 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 here, here, here. We don't think of it. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says there's one thing that's going to keep you powerless. You can't have the promises of God and the, and, the, and the blessing of God on your life if you don't have one thing in its faith. You must have faith. And we see it here. One man said we can do this. Then Joshua said they could do it. But these ten said we can't do it. They brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying the land through which we go have gone to search it. It's a land that eats up the inhabitants. Have you ever gotten so distressed and depressed and weary that you get crazy in your head? Here they're saying the, ant, the land's going to eat them up. They're just crazy. They're making it bigger than it really is. They're forgetting they just went through the Red Sea. Remember? Come on. The Red Sea parted, okay? Forgetting all that. But they can't do it. That's what negativity will do. That's what a lack of faith will do. And I call it, a lot of times, I just call it whining. That's what it'll do. It is not healthy at all. And that's exactly what they're doing. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great what? And there were giants. But really the giants were really relegated to one area. Not the whole promised land. But sometimes when you're hurting and when you're distressed and when you're down and when you're negative, you always see the big negative thing, don't you? Say, can't see any positives. Is anybody else like that? Come on. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak which come of the giants, and we were in our own sights as what? Is that what you see yourself as? You plus Jesus equals we can't? Or how about you plus Jesus equals we can? How about I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? I might be small, but he's big. How about that kind of thinking? Why not think like that? You know what I'm saying? Because all those men which have seen my glory, God speaking, they've seen my glory. They've seen my miracles. They saw all the plagues and things that we did in Egypt to deliver their tale. And they've seen how I fed them in the wilderness. They saw all that. They have tempted me. This is God speaking. Your unbelief, God is saying, is tempting me in these ten times. Did you know God, there was ten of them that gave the evil report? And God counted every one of them. God counted every one of them. Sometimes when we lack faith and we don't believe God, sometimes I think we think we're getting by with it. Sounds like God's keeping the math. Ten times, they've not hearkened to my voice. Surely they shall not see the land, which I swore unto their fathers. Oh, I'm going to keep my word, but I'm going to tell you right now, they ain't seeing any of it because they don't have the faith and they don't believe in me. Neither shall any of them see that provoked me. What provoked them? Were they cursing God's name? No. They just weren't believing God. Y'all listening to me or not? God can't. There's no way. But we don't say it like that. We go, we can't. But wait a minute. I thought we belonged to Him. I thought He loved us. He's going to take care of us. Now, He ain't going to do something kooky crazy like you see on the TV preaching stuff. I just don't buy it, okay? But the bottom line is, if it's in the Word and it's solid, listen, bank on it what I do. I don't do it well all the time. But that's what I, what I want to do. 
Doubtless you shall not come into the land. You ain't seeing it, you unbelievers. Concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein. Guess who's going to get to see it? Caleb and Joshua. You know why? Because they believe me. And they're going to go in. The rest of them ain't. But your little ones, the little ones, the ones that didn't have to do anything with these men going out. You know, you grown folks that make decisions. It's on you. But your young ones, your little ones, guess what? You said that the land's going to eat them up. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to let the little ones go in. But they're going to be grown when they go in. Because you're staying out here for about 40 years. Okay? But they're going to see. They're going to see your, your whoredoms and your carcasses are going to be wasted in the wilderness. And this is God speaking to His people. Are you kidding me? Does God have a problem when we don't have faith in Him? Yes or no? Are you seeing it living color today? Yes or no? Whoo, mercy. So... Passing on leadership. We're just talking, but we're getting somewhere. We're reading the Bible together. Keep looking. There came the children of Israel, even to the whole congregation, into the desert of Zin in the first month. And the people made uh, abode in Kadesh, and Miriam died there. She was buried there. There was no water for the congregation. Now listen to this story very carefully. We're talking about passing on leadership. It's, we're getting there. There was no water for the congregation. They're in the wilderness. They gathered themselves together, say it with me, against who? Moses and against Aaron. And the people chode with Moses. They're really giving him what for? And they spoke and said, would God, here's, here's their real heart, look at it. Would God that we would have died with our brethren before the Lord. Why have you brought up the congregation of the Lord into this wilderness? So that we and our cattle should die here. Is that what you wanted? A cemetery out here? Wherefore have you made us to come out of Egypt? You made us do this. You see how the negativity is growing? It's horrible. But they're thirsty. They're, they're, they're thirsting death, seemingly. But God has taken care of them so far. They're still in the wilderness to bring us into this evil place. It is no place of seeds. I've been there many times in this Judean wilderness. I'm telling you right now, I want to get out of there when I go. We toured a little bit, and I'm like, let's go get an ice cream. You know what I'm saying? We've got to get out of this place. It's rough. No figs, no vines, no pomegranates. There ain't no water to drink. And so Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the folks that are griping, more griping, unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and they fell upon their faces. They fell upon their faces before the Lord. And the glory of the Lord appeared unto them. I'm not trying to confuse you. The point is they didn't get to go into the promised land. They still ain't in the promised land. Why? Because of their unbelief. Because they're not in the promised land. They're having to keep living in the wilderness, and they're getting thirsty out there, okay? And God's been feeding them and taking care of them, but here they are, lacking faith. But this is a faithless bunch anyway. And so they gripe to Moses. Moses then goes before the Lord and speaks. Now, there had been a time like this before where they were thirsty, and God told Moses to take his rod. Do you remember that story in the Bible? He told him to take your rod and strike the rock. And out of this rock is going to gush water. And it happened that way. And the people got their water and stuff. Well, time has passed now. And Moses knew, hey, we were thirsty before I went to God, got us some water. I'm going again. And that's what he's doing. And God says this, though. Now watch it. It's different. 
God says, take the rod and gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and say it with me very carefully, watch it. And what? Speak ye unto the... Before there... God's still trying to prove the point. Look at this. I'm a faithful God. I'm a good God. Now last time, earlier, even though we didn't read it, He did what to the rock? This time, God is specific. Very specific. He says, do what? Speak to the rock. Before their eyes. And it shall give forth His water. And thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock. So thou shalt give the congregation and their beasts to drink. We're talking about passing on leadership. We ain't quite there yet, but we're going to get there pretty quick. So Moses took the rod before the Lord as God had commanded him. So he's got the rod. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock and said unto them. Now watch this part. I don't remember God saying this part. Hear you rebels! I don't remember him saying do that. Did you? I thought he said speak to the rock, not give them a piece of your mind. Hear you rebels! Must, say the next word. Must, must who? I didn't know Moses was doing this. I thought it was God giving the water. Must who? Fetch you water out of this rock. Can't you hear him say? He's, he's ticked off. Moses is wore out. And I'm not trying to be ugly to Moses, and you're going to see it's going to get rough on Moses here in a little bit. But you know what? Eh, I can't blame him much. I'm not blaming him. I'm just like him, okay? But worse, okay? So he's giving them a piece of their mind. And now, if you read the Scripture carefully, Moses, is before this happens, he seems to be taking some credit. Did you see that? Are y'all, am I the only one that saw it? And so Moses lifted up his hand. I don't remember all that part. God telling him to do all that, lift up the hand and stuff. And with his rod, he hit the rock. Not one time like before, but he did it twice. I don't know if you're anything like me. When I get angry, I'll usually do it twice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know if any of you guys are like that or, or I'm trying to make a point to the kids. Hey! And I go, hey! I say, I'll do it again. You see what I'm saying? Look at me! Look at me! You in trouble? You in trouble now. You see what I'm saying? Emphasis. And so I can see Moses. He's like, wham! Wham! He's going to show them. But the problem is, that's not what God said. Did he? What did God say to do to the rock? And gather everybody and let them see you do what? So Moses gets in the flesh, which often we do. And getting in the flesh is the opposite of faith so often, guys. I don't know if that's true in your life or not. So he's in the flesh. Is it justified? It's justified if you want to justify it. But it's not right. And the water came out. Look at that. Well, Shazam. I guess it's okay to do things your way. It works, doesn't it? 
You know God will let you do things your way. He'll let you live your life your way. He'll let you be a Christian and do it your way. But maybe one day you think you've been successful. Maybe one day you'll find out who you could have been. Maybe you'll find out one day what you could have done. When you would have trusted Him and had faith in Him and confidence in Him. That's a tough lesson. Well, this is Moses. The water came out abundantly. The congregation drank. And their animals. But hold the phone. Moses did this early in his life. He went out and killed an Egyptian, remember? And he looked this away. And he looked that away. But he didn't look this away. It seems like Moses now is old. He did it again. He looks this away and he's telling the pigs this over here. But he forgets to look this away. And that's the one that really matters. That's the one who's led his sorry tale all through this journey. Amen? Say. And done all this stuff. Moses didn't do this. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron and said, Say it with me. Because you believed me not. Isn't that what the other, the ten said? Remember way back when? Same problem. You know God's biggest problem with you and me is us not believing Him. There's one reason and one reason alone you'll go to hell. Because you don't believe in Jesus Christ. You can say whatever, oh, I was picked on, oh, God don't love me. You can say that the cows come home. End of the day, it's all on you. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. What part of that don't you understand? Yes or no? Amen? Yes or, yes or no? It's going to come down to us believing God or not. So many of our problems in our life is a lack of belief, a lack of faith. And I'm not talking down to you guys. This is me. This is how I've struggled. But boy, God has been teaching me. But so often He's had to teach me with, with me on the floor. That's the only time I listen half the time, or no, 99% of the time, okay? And here's Moses. Moses has talked with him. He's walked with him. He had the commands from him. You know, like we did last week. Come on. This is incredible. But you know what? He didn't believe him. You didn't believe me to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. You wanted to put yourself up. You wanted to do it your way. You had a chance. I asked you to gather everybody. You're going to speak and show forth my power. But you had to show the old power. You had to show the smiting the rock thing and giving them a piece of your mind. Well, anybody can do that. We're going to do something incredible, Moses. You were going to speak, and it was going to be beautiful. And they were going to see my power and my glory and how you and I communicate and we have the relationship together. But no, you did it your way. So guess what, Mo? Here's the deal. You ain't going to bring the congregation into the land. You ain't going in. What? Moses was with him from early on. Remember? The burning bush. Tough. Why is Moses not going in? Because he did not what? Believe. See, God saw something in Moses I can't see in him. Undoubtedly, Moses didn't think speaking to the rock was going to get the job done. I don't know. 
But he didn't believe the Lord to do it God's way, did he? Yes or no? God would not let Moses lead the people into the promised land. And the Lord spoke unto Moses and Aaron, Because you believe me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're just a casual reader of Scripture, and I mean you're just like a normal human being, you think God is meaner than a snake right here. Amen. Yes or no? Come on! Moses, I mean, come on, he led the people, he went to Pharaoh, he did all this stuff. Man, crazy. He had to put up with them, two million of them, back against the wall of the Red Sea. You mean he screws up one time and you don't let him in? That don't seem right, does it? Guess what? God really doesn't care what your opinion is. You understand that or no? But that don't seem American. He could care less. God's God and you ain't nine. Moses ain't. He found out, didn't he? So God wouldn't let Moses lead the people into the promised land. Why? 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 Because you believe me not. Because you didn't honor me. Do you ever see when you believe God that you're honoring Him? Do you ever look at your faith as that way? When I believe God, when I'm going to trust the Lord, I mean, that, that's a big deal to God for you to honor Him like that. You hear me or not? The only way I can relate to it is, a, is as a father. I know, especially I know of Mitch and Elise, that they believe in their daddy. They believe far more in me than probably I could ever do. And I don't want anything out of Mitch and Elise. But boy, for them to have that kind of confidence in their dad, and they honor me, that's more than I'd ever... That's, that's tremendous. That's what I want out of them. Amen? That's more than I could have ever asked for. Where did I get something, the feeling like that from? My children honoring me. It must come from him. You understand? He gets that feeling out of us when we believe in him. We believe he's going to do the right thing. We believe He's going to be there for us. We believe He's not going to leave us or forsake us. We believe that His children are not going to go suffering and begging bread. He, we believe in Him like that. And He sees that out of us. How, what does that do for Him? You understand? Yes or no? Did I lose you? He says, you didn't honor me. Say that with me. God is... Can we say it loud? Say it at me. God is... Okay, I got it, I got it. I got it. I know I ain't. God is God and you are not. Say that with me. Come on. God is big on... I thought God was big on Moses. Nope. You know, now God's big on Jesus, but Jesus is God. God's big on the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit's God. So end of the story is God's big on God. He ain't big on you. He ain't big on me. He's big on Himself. Because himself is the only one that can handle the bigness. Can you imagine if God said, I'm big on you? Our head would blow up and explode, wouldn't it? Say. No, 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 no. Say that with me. God wants all the... I was telling Alex the other day after studying. I really thanked him. To Alex, I was thanking him for the Lord in my life. 
of how the Lord helped me with this church. It certainly wasn't me. But early on, the Lord touched me. And I started saying years ago, if you can't give cheerfully, keep it. Well, that's a goofy thing for a preacher to say. You're going to go broke. <laughs> but I, we never did. And then I came up, I was crazy. I said, you know, we're going to do this debt free. But then the thing that I was really, really, it came back to me knowing the Scripture. And it's not because I thought of it, guys. It just must have been hidden in my heart. Thank God for the Bible. Amen. But I said, God gets all the credit. You ever heard me say that? Not the glory. That's not even the way. I used to say that glory, glory. But I, years ago, I started saying God gets all the credit. Because we can give Him the glory and still take some of the credit. So I, I, God gets all the credit. And you know, it must have been stories like this in the Bible that somehow got inside of me. And it certainly wasn't me because I'm bright. Isn't that? God wants all the credit. You understand that? He wants all the credit in your life. And that's why when it comes giving time, I don't harp about no offering around here. I never have. I, I, I don't want to spend my life doing that. But I tell you what, if we realized everything we had was because of Him, that office would have got paid off lickety-split. Excuse me. Y'all listening to me or not? That's ugly, ain't it? I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm just trying to tell you, if we changed our focus a little bit in our life, and this is Gary talking to Gary too now, wow, God, you get all the credit. You get all the credit for everything I have. It's His anyway, right? Our breath comes from Him. Everything comes from you. So anything I have, I want to be a blessing and I want to help and I want to give and I want to see your kingdom go, baby. Go, go, go. Amen? Say. Just think about that kind of stuff. That's what we're learning today. It's His way or the highway. Do you know that, yes or no? If you learn anything here, I'm a conservative. I teach the Scriptures, okay? One thing I've learned out of the Bible, it is His way or the highway. Or it's His way or hell way. You hear me? There is no other way. Jesus said, I am the way. Sit with me. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man can come to the Father but by... If that ain't the highway, I ain't never heard of no highway. Jesus said, I am the way. Amen. He is the way. Jesus said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be what? Saved. Clear as crystal. But through this story, we need to hit a few things, and we're not that far from getting done now. God is good, not bad. Say that with me. God is If you don't watch it, you can think God's bad to Moses right here. But God's holy. God's not changing Himself to accommodate you or me. His holiness is number one. He trades in this kind of currency, not green cash. God's currency is faith. Say that with me. God's currency is faith. You must have that. And when we don't have it, when we do it our way, God's not going to come along and accommodate us. Now, thank God He's merciful to us. Amen. Say, yes or no. Amen. Thank you. We praise Him. Thank you, Lord, for being merciful to us. Because we're crazy people. So, here's the point. God's delivering the children of Israel was whose plan? You think it was Moses' plan? <laughs> okay. These weren't Moses' people. 
Moses lost sight. These weren't his people. To give them an earful, must we fetch like they his people? These were God's people. This was his plan. These were God's people. And Moses forgot. Were these Moses' miracles? You think Moses took his little stick and said, Hey, little stick, turn it to a snake. I'm going to put my hand in my side. It's going to be all nasty and look like leprosy. I'm going to take it out. It's going to be clean. I'm David Copperfield. Look at me. Is that Moses? Is that the plan? Wasn't that Moses' idea? These weren't his miracles. Now, guys, I say all that. I'm not trying to crack on Moses because he's the greatest leader who ever lived, and he puts me and you to shame. He was a phenomenal leader. But Moses was a man. That's what irks me to no end. When people put me up on some kind of pedestal. I'm a man. If you knew inside of my head and inside of my heart so often the evil that lurks, you would certainly pull me down quick. You hear me or not? Say. And then worshiping TV preachers. Dumbest idea ever. We're nuts. All of us have feet of clay. And then we get shocked. We can't believe it. They sinned. Yeah, that's what sinners do, okay? And we get devastated because people let us down, but people are really good at letting us down, aren't they? And guess who else is good at it? You and me. God's God, guys. Amen? Let's don't worship each other. Let's help each other. Amen. How about that? Let's encourage each other to serve the Lord and live for the Lord. God's not going to share His... his uh, God's not going to share His... God glory with anyone. God's not going to share His glory with anyone. And I know I've been a little roundabout today, and that's the way I do sometimes. But when I come to this campus, did you know I come when I come here, it's like it's fresh every Sunday for me. I pull up on this campus, and I'm like, I can't believe this place. When you give God the credit, you're still amazed at Him. But when you start taking the credit, you're not as amazed at Him anymore. Did I lose you? If you're working your way to heaven and you're good enough to get to heaven, you're not nearly amazed as much as the person who sees their self hanging over a devil's hell. And it was God who pulled them and saved them from that fire. Did I lose you? God doesn't want to share His glory with anybody. Because you can't handle it and I can't handle it. And He don't appreciate it. He's the only one worthy to receive honor and glory. He's the only one who can handle the glory. Amen? You ever got glory and you couldn't handle it? Let me see a hand or two. You got some praise and some glory and it didn't work out too good for you. You're willing to lift your hand up and say, Well, I've done it a little bit and it didn't work out too good for me. <laughs> Humility's always the way. Say that with me. Humility's always the way. He'll reject the proud. If you're humble, wow, he loves that. Amen? Since this is God's plan, it'll continue without Moses. And that's what happens. Leadership's getting passed on, and we'll finish the story now. And the Lord said unto Moses, Get thee up into this mount, Abiram, and see the land which I've given unto the children of Israel. I've been there many times at this very spot that God took Moses. And when you've seen it, you also shall be gathered unto the people, as Aaron your brother 
was gathered. God's actions toward Moses are not cruel. That's Mount Nebo. I've stood there many times. It's in the land of Jordan. You can't do it in the land of Israel because it's across the river. He didn't get to go in the land of Israel. You've got to go into Jordan to see it. And Moses went up from the plains of Moab unto the mountain of Nebo to the top of Pisgah. That's over against Jericho. You can see Jericho from it, which is in Israel. And the Lord showed him all the land of Gilead unto Dan. He showed him Naphtali and Ephraim and Manasseh and the land of Judah to the uttermost sea. You can see incredible sights and views up there. And the south and the plain of the valley of Jericho and the city of palm trees unto Zor. And the Lord said unto him, This is the land which I swear unto Abraham and to Isaac. See, I'm good for my word, Moses. Just because you ain't going to go in it, I want you to see it. This whole time you've been leading. You've been leading a faithful God. You've been leading, being led by a faithful God. This ain't some pipe dream. I swore unto Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and I said, I'm going to give it to your seed. I've caused thee to see it with your eyes. But you ain't going to go in it, buddy. Sorry. And look at what Moses do, God does for Moses. He took him up there. Do I keep my promises? Oh, yeah. There they are. That's where they're going, buddy. Does the promised land really exist, Moses? Oh, yes. Take a look at it. Has your labor been in vain, Moses? No. No, you've been a great leader, Moses. Just because you're not going in does not mean you didn't get, you're not the leader that I thought you could be and you're being used by me in great ways, buddy. Will Israel possess the land? Absolutely, Moses. You're going to go to your, your death and your rest now, knowing that I kept my word. Here's why Moses is also a great leader. I see so many, I have over the years, I've struggled with it myself at times. Something bad can happen in our lives, and all Satan has really is for us to blame God. If we're careful not to blame him when the crap, excuse me, happens in our life, that's about the only bullet Satan has. If you will remain constant through that pain, keep your eyes on him, keep faith, you're going to make it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You are going to make it. And I see so many that quit or they blame God or they're bitter. Or God let this happen. I can't, how, let's, let's take another test. How many ever said that? Now I'm going to put my hand up. How many ever said, I can't believe God let this happen? Here's my hand. I did it. I've done it before. And some of it's horrible stuff that happens. But we live on a sin-cursed earth where Satan is alive and well. And mess does happen. But we want to blame God. But you know what Moses did? He didn't have any bitterness. Now the man Moses was very meek. That means he kept his strength under control. He did not uh, rail against God. Anything like that. Above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. That's why he's the greatest leader of all time. He was meek. And he kept his strength under control. Even though he struggled, we saw that. Moses desired God's will to be done through this situation. You know what he said? Say that with me. Say that bottom. Your way is best, Lord. One more time. Your way is best, Lord. Because you know best. And that was Moses. And Moses said, you choose the man who's going to follow me, Lord. Because you make good choices. 
He had this confidence. And Moses spoke unto the Lord, saying, Let the Lord, the God of the Spirit of all flesh, set a man over the congregation. We're talking about passing on leadership. Which may go out before them, and which may go in before them, and which may lead them out, and which may bring them in, that the congregation of the Lord be not as sheep that don't have a shepherd. So Moses remained open to the voice of God, even though he's not going into the promise. A lot of us would have took our ball and went home. Amen, yes or no? Look what I did for you. Not Moses. He was a great leader. And the Lord said unto Moses, Take you who? One more time. Take you the son of Nun, a man. That, now, wasn't Joshua one of the two that believed? Yes or no? Caleb and Joshua. Sure enough. Take Joshua, the son of Nun, a man in whom is the Spirit. Lay your hands on him. wonder if Moses laid his hands on him or he hit him or something. I believe Moses got the message now, don't you? Yes or no? And set him before Eliezer the priest and before all the congregation, and you give him a charge in their sight. You pass on this leadership. A lot of churches, a lot of pastors, a lot of businesses, you'd be wise if you listened to the Scriptures right here. This is how you pass on leadership. And thou shalt put some of your honor on him. I think a lot of pastors, God help me when it comes time for me to move on. I want to put my honor on whoever comes after me. I want them to see and you to see, wow. I don't want you to go, ooh, you were better. Ooh, we liked you better. That's bull. Amen? Say Moses, you, you put some of your honor on him, God says. And all the congregation of, of the children of Israel, if you do that, Moses, they'll be what? They'll follow him. See, Moses was meek. Even though he was hurt, he was meek. And he shall stand before Eliezer the priest, and who shall ask counsel for him after the judgment of Urim before the Lord. At his word shall they go out. At his word shall they come in, both he and all the children of Israel with him. We're talking about two million folks here. There's a lot of people. So he harbored no bitterness. Moses was obedient to God. We're finishing up our series now. And Moses did as the Lord had commanded them. He took Joshua, just like God said. He set him before Eliezer the priest and before all the congregation. Here he is. Look at him. He ain't hitting him in the head or nothing with a stick, is he? Look at it. And he laid his what? And he gave him a charge. And the Lord, as the Lord had commanded by the hand of Moses, he did what God said. This is how you pass on leadership. And Moses went and spoke these words unto all of Israel. He said unto them, I'm, I'm 120 years old. On his birthday. I'm 120 years old. I can no more go out and come in as the Lord hath said unto me. Thou shalt not go over into this Jordan. He was honest with the folk. Do you see that? Yes or no? You can learn a lot more than I'm teaching you, I'm sure, today. But he tells them like it is. I'm old. But he, did he try to take... You know, he could have took this congregation and he could have probably made them get mad at God. And they'd have said, that ain't fair, you've been leading us. And he didn't do any of that mess, did he? He gave God all the credit. He let, let God be honored. 
even though he was possibly hurt, hurt because of it. Yes or no? The Lord thy God, He's going to go over before you. He's going to destroy these nations before you. You shall possess them. And Joshua, he's going to go over before you as the Lord has said. Do you see this man right here? This is a great leader, Moses. Be strong, Moses says, of a good courage. Don't fear. Don't be afraid of them for the Lord thy God, not me. It was never me, guys. He it is that does go with you. He will not fail you. He will not forsake you. Is this a great man, Moses? Yes or no? And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him in the sight of all of Israel. Look at him. Be strong of a good courage. For thou must go up with this people. You, Joshua. Unto the land which the Lord has sworn unto their fathers to give them. And thou shalt cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, He it is. Joshua, don't ever forget it. He it is that goes before you. He's going to be with you like He was with me. He's not going to fail you. He never failed me. He'll never forsake you. Don't fear. Don't ever be dismayed. Do you see this honor? He's just pouring on him. Yes or no? Moses therefore wrote this song the same day. He taught it to the children of Israel. That's crazy. Here's the guy. He don't get to go into the land and look at him. He's writing music. Beautiful. He gave Joshua the son of Nun a charge. He said, Be strong and be good courage, for thou shalt bring the children of Israel into the land which I swear to them, and I'll be with you. Beautiful. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there. Where? In the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. But he was a special man. Look at it. And he buried him in the valley of the land of Moab over against Beth Peor. And no man knows of his sepulcher unto this day. God buried him. And Moses was 120 years old when he died. Now look at this right here. This is interesting. His eye was not dim, nor was his natural force abated. What does that mean? And I'm just talking out loud up here. To me, it's amazing to me. Moses said, I'm 120 years old. You know, and he gave God the credit and the glory and all that kind of stuff. But I'm going to tell you something. Moses could have still kept leading if he had wanted to. I mean, he had the ability. He had the ability to still lead. But God said, you're done. And instead of blaming God, Moses said, I'm old. It's time for me to, to quit. But he didn't quit because he wasn't able. You hear me? He was still able. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, We're done right here. Moses, my servant, is dead. Joshua speaking. Now, therefore, rise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I give unto them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you. There shall not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. God speaking, as I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. I will not fail you, and I will not forsake you. Amen? Whoa, that's a long message, Raj. Are we done? Well, we are done. I quit. Amen. I'm done. That's it. You got it. Come on. I can't keep doing this. Thank you. You're just clapping.